Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Well, welcome to our show today. We have a great show for you. And first of all, we're going to be talking about um, all things not Christmas for right now. We're jumping into uh, January with resolutions and goals. So that's what we have, some fun, fun treats for you, some great tips and techniques as we move forward. And we have an awesome guest for us today. We have Barbara Lowe. And Barbara, I'm going to go ahead and have you kind of introduce uh, who you are, your background a little bit. And tell us your story, because you just wrote this awesome book that we want to get all the details. So welcome, Barbara. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much, ladies, for having me. I love your show, and I love the movement. Uh, If we ever needed girlfriends, it is now, and that is always true. So it's always now. (laughs) So I love that. So, Barbara, um, I'm a I'm a psychologist and also a life coach. I'm also a Christian, and I have a credential called Somatic Experiencing Practitioner. I own a clinic here in Durham, North Carolina, where I have about 15 employees, and we see folks from cradle to grave, basically, uh, helping people get free. And I also have a whole separate brand that's uh, drbarbaralow.com. Uh, you can find me at D-R-B-A-R-B-A-R-A-L-O-W-E.com. And there I do podcasting, vlogging, blogging, and we're also, we're also doing intensive weekends, and uh, we'll be having upcoming retreats, and we're selling a course, and I'm writing a book called Hearts Returning Home. And that brand is all about women getting free from wounds in their childhood and traumas from their past that are making their uh, making them feel like they're super glued to their past, and we're turning those super glue places into superpowers, and really pushing forward women into all that they're called to be and into glorious, amazing healing and freedom. And uh, my story is related to that because that's actually uh, uh, what I've been through. I had an interview yesterday with someone where she said I was my first client, and I said, ooh, I so resonate with that. Uh, So as far as my story, I grew up in a very dysfunctional family, and there was a lot of alcoholism. There were times where my mom would drive off saying she's going to kill herself, and I would just have to wait until she would come back to see if she was alive, and sometimes she would kick me out on the street uh, in drunken rages, and uh, both my parents had a lot of substance abuse. There was domestic violence. There was physical violence, and so I kind of got out of there as soon as I could. Um, I had a lot of trouble. I had some trouble with eating disorders and substance abuse myself, just trying to cope with it. 
and almost failed out of high school. So I actually wondered, if, you know, if I'm, am I stupid? You know, I was, I was a little bit afraid, uh, you know, of what I maybe could accomplish in life. I ended up becoming a Christian at 19 and uh, truly was amazingly saved and began to really give my life to the Lord. And what's amazing is I went from worrying that uh, I might be stupid to being actually going to college at a at a very good state college here, and I was valedictorian. I was class rank one out of seven thousand something, mm-hmm. and that was the beginning of me making a career uh, making a career in psychology. So I got an undergraduate and degree in psychology and went on eventually to get a PhD. There have been other traumas in my life other than, than childhood stuff. I, I've had a, a stillborn child. I have a full term. Uh, my dad did commit suicide. I've been through unwanted divorce. But along the way, the Lord has been faithful, and he has taught me tools to always be better rather than bitter. And now, ladies, I spend my whole life being lives healed. My whole life work, my whole practice is about healing lives, setting lives free, and I see it day in, day out, as I myself get to walk in a tremendous amount of freedom. That's an amazing story and, and truly one of, of transformation and how God can just take those broken pieces and really um, heal and, and create healing. And that gives so much hope and encouragement um, in the midst of that. I, I, um, I so appreciate just hearing how you've taken something, like you said, instead of being bitter, um, using your life experience to become better and then to help other people. Um, and yeah. using it. And you're such a great advocate. I have a question that kind of goes along with this, like trauma healing. It's, I think there's so much to all of that. Um, and I know we only have a few moments with you. So as I want to kind of go in, um, as you have been in your own journey with this and things come up that maybe trigger something, like even if you're talking with somebody and if something triggers something, I just have a question to ask you, is that when something triggers, is that something that's a negative thing when you have triggers or is that a part of the healing journey? Does it make sense? That's a fantastic question. I think it's part of the healing journey. So first of all, like, uh, I have something going on with my son right now. He's almost 19 where I'm having to set some hard boundaries with him. So right before this, I've had two or three sessions this morning with women. And there were a couple times where that wanted to walk into my mind. And what I do with that is I say, not now, sweetie, I'll address you later. Because I want to stay focused on what I'm needing to do and where I'm needing to pour out right now. So that is one way I handle that. But when I am triggered, let's say, um, okay, but like one time my husband had a misunderstanding. We had a misunderstanding where he thought I was late because I wasn't honoring what he wanted, which was an image from, which was a message from his past. And he took off without me to go to an event thinking I must have not really wanted to go. Well, my mom used to leave me on the, like, leave me and drive away, which I shared earlier. 
And so that was a trigger. And what I, and it did bring up some feelings. And so what I did with that is I scrolled back on that and said, okay, this feeling is not about my husband. This is about the situation growing up. And what, what can I do with that? Well, I can bring Jesus into that as a resource. And I can even bring in the part of me that is a mom and be almost be like my own mom. I call it self-momming. And I can bring that in and give myself what I needed in that moment when I was little that I didn't have. So I'm not going to try to get it from my husband, although we did talk about it and work it out. And we are sensitive to each other's weaker points. I, I use that as, okay, this is another layer of healing and abandonment, and it's coming up. For, for healing. It's like, you know, that little girl in there still has a piece. And so I address it right then. Mm. Mm. That's so good because it's like, I've been around women and, um, I take women on trips and things like will trigger something. And it's like, okay, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? How's the best way to handle that? And to, with women, cause they're taken by surprise too. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's, we all, all of a sudden, something happens, and you're like, where did that come from, you know? Right. Um, and so it's like knowing the best way to handle that in the moment yeah. without it letting, taking over. Yeah. And remembering that we have parts of self that, you know, we say uh, part of me feels this way and part of me feels that way. And, and, and sometimes we do feel like we're 7 years old or 13 years old again. Well, where is that coming from? Well, that is a part of us that probably is round about that age that has a need right then. And so if I know that I still have like my, like my, like the Holy Spirit is still in me, I still have my core self and, um, and I have even the parts of me that are a mom, uh, or if you're not a mom, for those who aren't a mom, you have the parts of you that nurture uh, other women and men and friendships and things like that. So taking those nurturing parts and knowing that you have those access, access to those resources on the inside of you that you can use at any time, that can help you get a little bit of distance from that intensity of, oh my gosh, I feel the blush that I felt when I was 13 again or the vulnerability uh, so that can, that can help a lot and get us in touch with resources on the inside of us. And then we can also support each other. I know you guys are big advocates of community and we do, we, we are made, so to speak, for co-regulation. And so, you know, the Bible talks a lot about togetherness. And so we can also support each other and give each other corrective experiences that maybe we didn't have at other times being present, validating emotions, uh, just just revisiting whatever the trigger is. But in this moment, you're not alone because I'm with you. And you also have your most adult self or your, the part of you that is a mom self, and you have the Holy Spirit or Jesus with you. Hmm. That can be very healing. Yeah, and, and that's, that's a great, great tip. We just have like one minute. This went by so fast. What is one thing you just want? Again, thanks for coming on the show and sharing. Yeah. Wish, we had, wish we had more time with you because this is such a hot topic. Um, yeah. What is one practical step you would just leave with women on this? Yeah. So it's a prayer. Uh, and it's just, I'm just telling you the first thing that comes to mind. When you're in a hard place, a, a great prayer to pray is Lord Turn this into a beautiful place. 
I know that um, God has done that with my traumas. He can do that for yours as well. And then put your faith in him that what is hard and painful right now is going to become like a gift. It's going to go beyond tolerable to a gift. He alone can do that. Mm. And that is such a beautiful (laughs) tip to leave on. And thank you for just your encouragement. And thank you for the way you're using your life experience and and just being a part of healing with other people. So thanks for being on our show. We'll be right back with Girlfriend at Radio. This is Girlfriend on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. My husband and I were in youth ministry and knew nothing about church planning. But as we felt God leading us to start a new church, we were connected with Stadia. They gave us coaching and personal care, giving us the confidence that we needed. They even have a ministry called Bloom that's designed to support me as a lead planner spouse. We now lead a church in Cleveland, Ohio that's transforming lives, and we couldn't have done it without Stadia. Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Tis the season to put on weight and get so busy you can't find time to work out. I want to encourage you not to gain weight and to make your daily exercise a priority. When the weather gets cold and you get extra busy, it's easy to forget to drink water. Water is an essential key to maintaining your weight and to avoid overeating. It fills you up and gives you the feeling of being full. When you feel full, it's hard to stuff yourself and overeat. Not only does it keep your body hydrated and functioning properly, it also makes your skin look better. Some physicians believe it will flush sickness from your body and make you feel better faster. So even though you may not feel like it, make a pledge to drink more water during this hectic holiday season. Give your body and your weight every advantage in a truly challenging but joyous time. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Welcome back. I love what Barbara said at the end there, Lisa, with um, turn this into a beautiful place. And now what we would like to do is we want you to um, grab a pen and paper. We're going to hopefully make this very interactive. So if if you're driving and you and you're trying to text at the same time, um, we're (laughs) we're not going to advocate doing that. But we're going to be talking about our goals on a practical level as well as on a personal level. And I I love this quote from Stephen Covey. He talks about all things are created twice. There's a mental 
or first creation. And then there's the physical or second creation of all things. And you have to make sure that you have that blueprint. And we've heard this so many times that, oh, write your goals down, write your goals down. But we, you know, often we just have them floating around in our brain on that first creation part. And we really don't take the time that hopefully today you will take the time to actually put it on paper. And there's all kinds of stories where people, they wrote their goals down and they might not have followed through, but later on, years later, they'll pull them out from a drawer or they look in their journal and they go, wow, I accomplished all these, these goals because I did put it into the brick and the mortar. And each day I, I started, you know, without even realizing that the blueprint was there, I, made it happen. And so once again, Stephen Covey says, start with the end in mind. So begin with the end in mind. And that's what we're going to try and do today. And I know Lisa, you and I, for the last actually couple decades, we try to get together at, at our Christmas dinner party with the two of us. And we will talk about that. We will dream. We cast a vision to each other and we go, what's this going to look like? And I can't say we always write it down, but we, we hold each other accountable. And we're going to do that. We're going to use the SMART acronym on um, helping us go through these, these goals here. So we're going to start out with the S in SMART is specific. The M is measurable. The A is achievable or your action steps. The R, is it, is it relevant or what is it results driven? And is it T is time bound? How much time am I able to do this, to measure it, to make it specific, etc.? So we're going to start with the S specific. What area do you want to be best at? Like ask yourself that question. Where do you want to be, you know, I don't know, known for or what are your expectations uh, I know last year we laughed about this earlier that my specific goal was I was going to eat broccoli every day. Do you remember that? Yes. And I, I had to ask like, why, like, why is that one of your top things to eat broccoli? And then it took me to a place where we would, when, as we would travel, we'd be sitting on a plane and you would pull out a bag of broccoli <laughs> and it would stink and it would be like, why are you doing this right now? And you had to get your broccoli in. And so that would not even be on my radar as a top three. I, I know it should be because it's healthy and good, but it would not even. So when you even said that, I'm like, I don't even, I can't even relate to that one. So that one was came out from left field, but good for you. And so how long did you say that lasted? I, I did it for a month. And what's funny is that I really, I was so proud of myself because every single day I would get that broccoli and I would put it in a Ziploc bag and I would carry it around in my purse and wherever I was, I just thought, you know, there's times you go places and you're starving and I, you know, me, I read something, you know, my, my research and broccoli is like the number one cancer fighting and it does all these amazing things. So I thought, why not eat it every day if it's so good for you? And if I force myself to eat that first before I eat other things, then I'll actually get it down. But uh, because maybe I didn't write it down and I didn't follow. Or maybe you got tired of eating it every day. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I didn't value the broccoli, right? That's what perhaps, it comes Perhaps, 
if you stop doing something, then you, you obviously didn't value it. But that that's an example of your specific goals because are your smart goals because it can be specific, you can measure it, it can be achievable, it's relevant, and it can be time bound. But um, I don't think I'm going to put that down for this year's resolution. Thank goodness. <laughs> but you know, when you when you look at your goals, like, uh, getting them down is like, you also have to be realistic because I just remember when I said, okay, I'm going to, I need to start creating an exercise goal and I'm going to, I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to work out, do whatever. And you're like, just do it and make it simple. Just start out with an hour a day. <laughs> and I remember looking at you going, and you think I'm going to keep that up like an hour a day. Why don't we start in my mind? I'm thinking, let's just start at 20 minutes a day because that's realistic that I can do 20 minutes. But when you had an hour, it made me realize like, okay, that because you, you were doing like two hours a day of exercise. So to you, it's like started an hour. So if I would have done that, I was, I would have set myself up for failure by day two. So um, I think part of the specific is like, what is realistic with your specific um, that you want to do? And that's such a good point because you let your goals and your resolutions fall by the wayside when they're they're way too lofty so that's where it goes back to how do i how do i achieve um achieve these goals so let's go back to the measurable that's the who what when where why um, basically it can even go down to how much is this going to cost me which is cost me in time cost me in resources you know not not just necessarily financially but what's my ROI or my return on investment? Or what am I willing to give up and not do to make sure I do this? Yeah. Because right? there, there's a trade-off, too, with some of the stuff with measurable. It's like, if I'm going to do this, means I can't do all these other things. So what, what am I going to let go of to make sure I do this? And, and can I even do it? I remember one time we were walking out of my house. And I'll never forget it because you said, what if we're not capable of doing that? Maybe we just don't have those gifts. And I remember thinking, what do you mean we don't have those gifts? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you want to make sure you really, is it measurable? Can you even do this? What are you not good at that you might have to get other people with you in this or on your team? Because you just, you might not do that well. You know, if, if you're four two and you want to be a basketball star, uh, you know, maybe you maybe you're not going to be able to accomplish that goal. Mm -hmm. So make sure that it is measurable, and you know, so write a list of ten things you want to accomplish this year, and focus on the top three, which goes back to like you said, relevant. Your, and your broccoli was in your top three. My my broccoli was, believe it or not, okay. because okay. it goes back to. You know, we like to write down like what we value. And um, I know for me that the top things are obviously my faith and then my family. And I like to be fit. Like I do like that feeling of being healthy and fit. And then I put down, you know, financial freedom and fun. Those are my top five things that you value. So out of that list of 10 things, my top three also has has to fit into the things that I value. So how do you measure it? What benchmark are you going to use to measure it? Because if it doesn't fit in with your values, then it is going to go 
on the wayside. And maybe someone's going, yeah, I value being fit, but I don't value it that much. Mm -hmm. And that's something that you, you know, it might be a struggle mm -hmm. after three days. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, basically all this is, is becoming a student of yourself and knowing who you are and what matters to you. Because I don't think we take the time to really go, what really matters to me? We kind of create it on the fly and um, we, it's easier to focus on somebody else. And it's really hard to sit down and go, really, who am I in my core? What do I really value? What wakes me up in the morning? What am I willing to sacrifice my time for, my resources for? What am I willing to give up to make sure this happens? And so I, I think this is such a great way of kind of taking inventory of your life, even from the inside out. Like you said, it might be, you might say fitness is a thing, but yet I don't want to spend half an hour a day doing that. So then, okay, maybe fitness isn't that high, but it, I mean, you want to be fit, but how bad do you want to be fit? Mm -hmm. and, and that goes into what, what's your benchmark? Like, how are you going to, to measure this? So we want to challenge you to go into your calendar and actually write it down. Like once again, how Covey talks about going in, going in with the end in mind. So if you want it to be a six month goal, maybe it's just a three month goal. So then you can, maybe it's just a month. So you can go, am I still eating my broccoli every day? <laughs> maybe. And then if it's just a month, then you feel like I'm a success story, right? Cause I did my broccoli for a month. Yes. And then you go, okay, but am I willing to do this for another month? Mm -hmm. But whatever your, your timetable is on how you're going to measure it, it really works. If you're going into your calendar, and back into it, you know, be it 90 days, 60 days, 30 days, and actually put it on your calendar. Where am I? How am I making progress? If I'm not making progress, what do I need to do? Do I not value this enough? Do I need to hire a coach? Do I need to tap into the support of, you know, loved ones? So analyze why, why is this goal not being met? And if it's that important to you, don't allow the goal to just fade away. Figure out what you need to do to accomplish it. And often we, we don't take the time to figure that out, to check, check back and use some of the, the measuring sticks and, and how do we fill the gap and asking ourselves, like you said, from the inside out, how deeply do I actually want to achieve the goal? Do mm -hmm. I want it just to fade away? And it is, I have found it so helpful for me to write it down um, and somewhere and just have it because then it's a visual for me to see it instead of just like saying it to yourself. Um, it tends to get kind of lost in the fog a little bit and then other things kind of come in. But if I write it down and see it and, and then discipline myself to go back to it, to review that list and go, am I still, that's the measurable part by looking at it and going, how am I Am I still valuing these things? And am I still doing something that reflects this value? And so that's, I, I just know that I need that for accountability to do that too. And then telling somebody like you that knows, you know, or your, or your kids, right? That they will always be honest with you. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to continue this conversation. We'll be right back with Girlfriend at Radio.
This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend it Radio right after these. We were thriving in a youth ministry when God clearly called us out of our Bible Belt comfort zone to plant a church in California. Stadia's 90 plus percent success rate gave us all the confidence we needed. They also cared for us through amazing support networks to encourage us like Bloom, a one of a kind ministry for planters' wives. It's here I find deep friendships with like-minded gals who want to change lives. Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. official 4th of July party was held at the White House in 1801. But did you know that countries other than the U.S. celebrate American Independence Day or July 4th? Denmark, Italy, Portugal, and England all have 4th of July parties. In fact, the British celebrate their independence with bungers and fizz gigs, otherwise known as firecrackers, just like in America. Squib is slang for an electric match used in pyrotechnics. Our dog celebrates July 4th every year the same way, by cowering under the bed. Many European celebrations take place, of course, at American military bases. I'd like to send a special thanks to all our armed forces stationed around the world for everything you do to provide freedom and independence to America. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. All right, welcome back. You're listening to Lisa and Patty, and we are talking about goal setting. And we thought it would be a great time before we go into 2019 just to talk about some personal things going on when we've been setting goals and some practical steps that you can use. And we're using the SMART acronym on setting goals. And we've, we've, this is pretty good. It took us a whole segment and we went through S being specific and M being measurable and talking about like writing down the goal, how critical it is and just the discipline of writing something down is the first step towards making it happen. And many coaches and consultants will say, write it down. Like you have to put the action steps on paper that that timeline, it somehow it sets the events in motion that may not have happened otherwise. And it just helps you with that deeper commitment, especially if you're telling someone and Lisa, you were talking about how we share it with each other and then after we mock each other, mm-hmm. <laughs> then, yeah. then we'll encourage each other to, to keep moving forward on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like broccoli, what are you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> what are you thinking? And that goes into our next one is achievable. Yeah. What are you thinking? Is it truly achievable? Do you have all the resources? Um, what are your biggest obstacles? And this is great to brainstorm with somebody else. Like, yeah. What I'm thinking about, but help me 
figure out those hurdles. And it, it really is, we, we were laughing earlier on some of the things that have taken place that are very simple, and yet it took that person breathing into it that sometimes we just don't see the obstacles and we don't know how to get past those hurdles, even though it's staring right in your face. And this week is a perfect example. And, and I'm a little embarrassed to tell the story because... But please do. <laughs> you just go, why? Like, why? And I was in Indiana, and it's, it's beautiful there, just listening to the Christmas music, Feliz Navidad, and there's snowflakes going down. And uh, kind of fun when you're from Arizona to ha have that kind of uh, week going into the Christmas season. But I woke up from my hotel, ran through the parking lot, and you're freezing cold. Like, I, that's the part I don't get when people live in chilly places. I, even if it's five to ten minutes of, free, of just pure freezing cold, it's not fun. I feel like it takes me forever to finally warm up. So I get in the car, and I'm freezing cold, and it doesn't start. Now, you know I keep bragging because every time I go places, I try to get these convertibles, and I have this Volkswagen convertible, and I, I'm, you know, taking pictures of it, sending to my kids, like, nana, nana, nu, nu, I have this fun car, and here I go. It's not not anything to brag about now because it's not starting, and I'm freezing, and it just not, it's not turning over at all, and then you kind of go through that panic mode of, oh, wow, I have to be somewhere. I have a rental car. That is not starting. And so my first reaction, rather than pausing and thinking it through and going, what are my obstacles? What are my options here? Yes. I, I call the, the gal of, of where I'm supposed to be and say, hey, I'm in the parking garage and my, my car won't start. And there's that 30 seconds of that pregnant pause. And she goes, oh, okay. Well, do you want me to call an Uber for you? <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you realize you're 10. Yes. And yes. A professional. And if your car doesn't start, then take a cab, make it yes. happen. Like why, why would I be calling her? And it, it's, it's just one of those <laughs> things where you go, Oh, oh yeah, no, hey, I've got this. I just wanted you to know, FYI, you know, this is what's taking place. <laughs> and when I got there, you know, I apologized and said, you know, I, I don't really know why I called you, but it just seemed like the right thing to do at the time. And it, it made me think of the, the time when we were supposed to be at a pretty significant meeting and I was there and I called you and I said, where, where are you? And you go, I don't think I'm going to make it there because my key fob won't unlock my door. The battery's dead. Do you remember that? Oh, totally. Totally. This is my embarrassing story. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> so, and it was one of those, oh yeah, there's a key. I haven't used a key in quite a while. That's right. There is a key that I can put in the door and unlock it. I it's said, like, <laughs> yeah, wait, your battery's dead. And you're like, no, the battery and the key, it's not unlocking my car. And I went, well, don't you have a key with that's on that key? <laughs> uh -huh. Apparently, yes, I did. I did. I did. And I used it and it was amazing how it works. And you made it to the meeting. Because yes. 
what for whatever reason you were able to do that but yeah it's those moments that you can't think outside of the box you're just right. so used to running an autopilot that it's like wait obviously this battery's dead and I don't have anyone to jump start this car in this freezing cold parking lot you know early in the morning where it's still dark outside mm -hmm. and yeah now we live in a whole nother world where you just you know, in Arizona, we don't really call cabs, but it's a whole different world now with Uber and Lyft to in a second. And it, it's, it's actually funny. This is a, such a side note. But even when I'm at church camp, it cracks me up because the, the teenagers, they'll go, hey, can we take an Uber and run down to the beach? You know, gone are the days where you can just keep them there inside the dorms. Right. So they, have, they, have, they have options. <laughs> so they don't even think about it. Like, let's just get an Uber and run down and go shopping. And you're like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. Yes. yes. <laughs> I know, right? The options. The, op the obstacles and the options. I think, you know, such a good thing with the achievable, right? Absolutely. And so you have to look at that and go, what are your action steps? What do I need to do to make this happen? And I need to hold myself accountable to to do these action steps. And I know one of the action steps I love is Seinfeld shared a story of, you know, one time there was a young comedian that said, how did you become so successful? And he said at the very beginning, every day he would figure out a new joke. I mean, every day it goes back to, you know, when we were writing all the time, it's just write every day. Yeah. And that commitment measurable is, you know, even if it's 10 minutes start, it's priming the pump and you might end up writing for two hours, but just go, Hey, every day I'm going to write for 10 minutes. If I want to write a book or if I need to, you know, whatever it is. And he just, every day I'm going to put a joke on paper. And then he would put an X on a calendar that was on the wall. So at the end of the month, he would see where he didn't have an X and he couldn't cheat because you're just cheating yourself. And then he would go back and analyze that. Now, why did the why did I have three days here where I didn't X out on my calendar? What happened? And that's when you go into an analysis. And there's a couple of things. There's all kinds of ways you can take a gap like that and go, what happened here? How do I close this gap? And one of them is the five whys. And I, I believe that came from Toyota, where throw out a goal there, Lise. I'll put you on the spot. Throw out a goal. Oh. Throw out a goal that we can analyze it and do the five whys. Uh, gosh. Okay. Um, the broccoli, then. We'll, th we'll throw out my goal. <laughs> okay. What happened? Oh. Like, what happened? Why all of a sudden in February were, you know, why did you stop? eating the broccoli well right. then you you go i i didn't so have why, did you, why did you let's analyze you i like this <laughs> i didn't have it in my refrigerator okay so why wasn't it in your refrigerator because i didn't go shopping and why did you go shopping because i was too busy and why were you too busy uh because i didn't make time for it and put it on my task list so broccoli wasn't a priority. And that's what it comes down to, that you, you finally break it down. But often we stop at the first why. 
Mm-hmm. You know, why, why did this, you know, with Toyota, it's like, why was the steering wheel not working? Well, because the such and such, such and such shift did not work. Well, why didn't work? Because we didn't have the manpower to put this happen. How come we didn't have the manpower? Well, because we had three people that, you know, were terminated that week. Well, why were they terminated? Well, because we didn't have a system in place for these people that did it. So you keep digging and unpacking till you finally find the core and the root of what's going on. Don't you think we, we fail to ask questions? Like we just take something sometimes at face value without really asking the questions and, and digging deeper. We don't, cause it takes time and, um, and maybe we don't want to find out the core or we don't want to take the time. I mean, again, why don't we do that? That's a good question, right? I think right? it's easier to put a Band-Aid on just to go, oh, I didn't do it. You mm-hmm. know, you ask the first why. Like you said, we're just not into powerful questions. And we're, we're often we don't have someone that's going to unpack it with us. Mm-hmm. So we just move on and go, okay, next. What's next? Mm-hmm. And it the, the ones that are highly influential, you know, when you look at really high-capacity leaders, they're asking powerful questions and they're surrounding themselves with people who aren't afraid to ask them the powerful question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and it takes time. It takes time to sit down and ask the question and try then, then, then to figure out the answer to that question. I mean, we just we just answered those really quickly, but a lot of times the, the, the answers are not that obvious. And so it takes time to go, okay, what really was the real reason for that? And a lot of times, because we're, we are so busy or we're so quick to move to the next thing, we don't take that time to pause in that space to go, I'm really going to figure this out. And um, I think that's it's just being intentional and trying to really, if it's important to you, then mm-hmm. taking the time to ask the questions and to figure it out. And well, I, and I, I was just going to say exactly taking the time because some of it, and I know we're running out of time here is that it's laziness. You just get lazy and you go, you know what, I'm going to do that tomorrow. And I'm going to ask those questions tomorrow. Cause today I just don't want to think about it. It's and called procrastination. And you and me have always said, if it wasn't for a deadline, things would not get done. And so deadlines can be our friend. And with that, we have a deadline on the count. We're going to take a break and we're going to be right back with girlfriend at radio. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. My husband and I have always wanted to plant a new church. After 10 years, God finally affirmed that in us. We thought we were on our own. We never imagined that there was an organization that could partner with us. That's when we got connected with Stadia. They have incredible systems in place to support our family, including a network designed specifically for me, the spouse of a church planner. We could have never done it without Stadia. Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. 
For more information, go to stadia.cc. This is the Tokinet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. about Wesley, the golden retriever puppy from Michigan that was fitted with braces? Before you think this is a bona fide insanity, Wesley was born with teeth that were so crooked he couldn't shut his mouth all the way. This was affecting his ability to eat properly. So his owners took him to the Harborfront Hospital for Animals and Veterinary Dental Solutions, where a doggy orthodontist prescribed him a set of braces. And now, pictures of Wesley smiling with his bright, shiny braces have been circling the Internet. With all that metal wrapped around their teeth, some would think that most dogs would become bruxomaniacs, but not Wesley. He doesn't mind the braces at all and is now able to eat his food with gusto. A bruxomaniac is someone with an uncontrollable urge to grind their teeth. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show, on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. All right, welcome back. You are listening to Lisa and Patty on Girlfriended Radio. And we are talking about SMART goals, just a practical way of looking at them and how can we truly encourage, you know, all of our girlfriends out there to make sure that we are being intentional and we're holding each other accountable. And we would love to hear from you as you're moving forward. If, if it's for us to hold you accountable, then let us know your thoughts. But we're going to do a recap real quick here on goal setting using the SMART acronym. And the S stands for specific. Um, what area do you want to be best at? The M is measurable. Who, what, when, where, and why? And remembering that why is so powerful because that's really, you know, the things that we value need to match up with uh, what we're doing with our goals. The A, achievable. What are those action steps? And we were laughing on the commercial break because I thought I was on the A in the SMART goal. And Lisa informed me we actually went through all of them and we were on T. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, that's a shocker. Uh, But A is uh, knowing your obstacles, being able to get past those hurdles, having someone hold you accountable. The R is, is relevant. And Lisa, you talked about that. Like, are the results taking place? Is it relevant to, you know, where you are in your life? Um, and then T, time bound. What's your time frame? And that's where you're going on the calendar, backing into it, making sure that you're hitting those little short measurable um, time frames, and when do you want to achieve it by? What are the gaps? We talked about Seinfeld marking it on the calendar to create a joke every day, and then that way you have it right in front of you to go, hello, why did I not do it this day, or why did I stop? The five whys with Toyota on how they would take it and just keep unpacking. Why? What did we miss here? Why did we miss it? What needs to happen to you till you finally get to the root or the core of the problem? And another one 
is the six M's. And you can, you can Google that. It's the fishbone analysis of the first M is manpower. Do I have, you know, all the manpower that I need? Do I, the second one is methods. Am I using the right methods? Do I need to go in and, and be, become more tech savvy? Do I, I have something? Do I need training? Do I need to go into, you know, an Excel spreadsheet? I don't know how. So are the methods there, um, you know, relevant to what you're trying to achieve? Do I have the metrics? How am I measuring this? Am I missing something in this metric system? Do I have the right machines? Is the next M the right materials? In other words, do I need marketing collateral? Do I have the materials to even get, you know, we're always big on the elevator speech, like truly knowing who you are, what you're doing, how you're moving forward, even if it's down to a business card. And, and now those are kind of becoming archaic. So do I have the right signature on you know my emails and and i'm laughing because whenever we do this we always realize where we're lacking yes mm-hmm. <laughs> oh this would be nice to take some of this uh, information and actually use and then the minutes is the last one on the six m's is my time am i consistent how much time do i need to give to this and am i Doing that, which is where we ended the last segment on procrastination. Am I being lazy here? Am I really putting in those 10,000 hours that it takes? Am I doing something every day? Or do I need to be doing something every day? How do I measure that? And with that, that was my wrap-up. Well, that was a good wrap-up. I was following you, and I was like, okay, Jeff, you you did. You wrapped up well. Um, I, I was I was a couple of thoughts as you were wrapping up. It's um, it's it's such a good reminder all of these things because sometimes we know this, but we just have to be reminded um, and go back and go back to our original like why, like you said, why do I am I doing what I'm doing, and then just kind of uh, take inventory of what you are doing and. Am I being the most effective in this? And this is like a great grid to kind of follow, to go through, to kind of break it down, to go, okay, am I, am I hitting some things and how am I and what are my obstacles? What are my opportunities? Am I maximizing potential and on all those good things? And um, as you know, I just got back a few days ago from a, a trip to Rwanda and Congo and I, I did not know much about the whole genocide story. I mean, I knew about genocide. I knew kind of when it was, but as far as a lot of the details and um, stuff. So it was a whole new learning curve for me. But um, and they call it Rwanda, and they don't use the, they don't say the W. So we always say Rwanda, and it's Rwanda. So in Rwanda, um, it was amazing because in uh, the genocide happened. Like on a, it started on a Tuesday night after Easter Sunday, and it was basically neighbor against neighbor. It was between the two tribes, Hutu and Tutsi, and um, in a hundred, it was lasted a hundred days. And a hundred days, almost a million people were wow. slaughtered, and horrific, right? I mean, you can't even. And we just we talked to people who it was neighbor against neighbor, literally, that were killing, and um, and it was just the division and 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 just. Um, you know, just, of course, nothing happens in a vacuum. It had been built up. There were some signs, and then it just kind of exploded, and that this happened. And so what was fascinating was just sitting and talking to people and seeing what's happening today, because t- today the country is thriving. It really is. You don't 
Um, I mean, there's always going to be signs of that, but it really has recovered remarkably well in 24 years of something so horrific. And as we were listening and talking, it's like they were very intentional with things. Um, and the government, they some of the leaders took a couple of years just to meet weekly or I don't know how often exactly, but just to brainstorm solutions. And so they gave, we talk about time, they gave themselves some time to brainstorm and go, what does um, unity and reconciliation really look like? How do we really heal from this and move forward? And I mean, you're in the kind of a situation where you're like, I don't have a, a playbook for this, right? There's nothing that says when this happens, here's what you do. So it's like, we got to create something. And so how do we be intentional? And you just see the fruit of them being intentional with, we're going to create unity. And so one of the things they did was they were no longer... We no longer have the tribes, the Tutsi and the Hutu. We are all Rwandans. So we're all one. So just even breaking it down to go, we're no longer divided, we're one. And so as we see each other as one tribe, that really, it's a mindset change. And so you just see the intentionality of that. And over the years, how it really has helped in the healing. And they've been intentional with trauma healing and and different aspects and, and putting some certain um, parameters in place. Um, and what was an interesting fact is like, even in their government and their parliament, they made a, a distinction or a law that, um, parliament has to be made up, um, has to be like 30% women in parliament, um, which is amazing. And today there's like 62% of parliament are women. Oh, and wow. so you even go, wow, they're, they're ahead of us. And yeah. so just being intentional with putting the my the minority voices, allowing space for minority voices. And so talking about all of this, it kind of really goes along with how will you be intentional? How do you set goals and create space and and go, what are the obstacles and what hasn't worked and what do we need to do to to create something thriving out of something so devastating? So um that, I was just impressed just to, you heard stories and you heard like, just the, like I said, the intentionality of, of going into it and rebuilding, um, rebuilding something that today you go and it, it's, it's beautiful. And the way the people that some of the healing and, and the conversations and to see businesses and new buildings and, and things thriving now, um, it was, it was pretty remarkable. So yeah, I think all this stuff works. It's like having to sit down and just go, what, what do we want to create? What, what, what can we do with this huge, um, this, you know, horrific thing that happened? How do we transform that? And that's what we were talking about earlier, even with our guests, with Barbara. It's like just transforming, taking something that has been broken and that's painful into creating something that can be beautiful. So, yeah, it was amazing. It was an amazing journey, and I'm still processing, and um, I'm still a little uh, kind of recovering, recovery mode, but um, an amazing experience with some beautiful people over there. Wow. And, and that that is the focus, just like you said, Barbara was talking about, you know, our whole drive is, is togetherness. It's community. It's being present. It's validating emotions. It's being there to truly listen to these stories and go, now what? And I mean, just hearing your passion, Lisa, and seeing what you're doing, um, it, it, it just, it, it makes you lean in. And did you see the, the movie Hotel Rwanda? I did. And we stayed in that hotel. 
That, I know when you sent me that picture of the the rhino, I just thought that is crazy mm -hmm. that you were there at that hotel. I mean, that truly is crazy. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea that a million people, and I, I, I'm sure it says that in the in the movie as well, but I want to go back and, and watch that because it, it is a huge reminder as much as you go, okay, really, I'm, I'm watching this for entertainment. And it's not entertainment. It's to keep us aware and to really realize that this, this happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I asked somebody there, I go, okay, so how accurate is that movie? And they're like, well, they're like, the guy they made the hero we don't see as a hero. So uh -huh. interesting perspective, right? Uh -huh. I mean, that the stuff took place, but it's it has a slant to it that may be not accurate. But, um, yeah, it was fascinating to go, this is where all this happened in, like, 24 years ago, this place, right? And to see it today, it was beautiful and overlooking, you know, just gorgeous scenery and to think of what, you know, what has happened in the past here. And if these walls could talk, right, and uh, what would they what would they reflect and be saying? So, but it always gives us hope that there's always hope and there's always, you know, and especially with God and the transformation power. Um, and we just heard that from a personal level from Barb. And I saw that on a, a country level like Rwanda. And it's like, we don't have to stay stuck and we can, you know, we can create something better together when we're doing that together. So um, I've enjoyed this show with you today. And just learning, and I'm going to go have to write some things down and take it to heart and practice what we've talked about. So thanks yeah. for having fun today with me, and um, thanks to all our listeners who've joined our show. We appreciate your time and hope you uh, take some time and go create your, your own set of goals. You've been listening to Girlfriend at Radio with Patty and Lisa. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriended, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show.